Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Money Monday on The Answer. We do it every Monday, 1230 p.m. And our guest is Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management. Josh and I do the Aptus Retirement Blueprint radio show on Fridays and Saturdays here on The Answer. Valuable information, particularly at a time where your money can devalue. Uh, Inflation is taking uh, the value of your money away every single day. And the markets and all the other things that you might be invested in, your home, for instance. So you want to stay on top of it. And the best way to do it is with a professional advisor who's been through these murky waters before. Josh and his team certainly have. You can get with them for a free consultation at 614-917-1040 or set it up online at Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. Josh, uh, since we talked Friday, I saw an interview with a gentleman by the name of Jeremy Siegel on Bloomberg, and he paints a mixed kind of a reaction to what's coming. He actually sees the stock market as undervalued right now because the market has gone down, what, 25%, so the old buy low, sell high kind of a thing. And he sees some danger on the horizon for housing, and he doesn't have much to say kindly toward the Federal Reserve. Is this a gentleman who has a a resume whose uh, words we should pay attention to? If I recall correctly, and I've actually seen Jeremy Siegel speak before, uh, I believe he's uh, one of the chairs of the finance department at the Wharton School of Business. He wrote a book that's very famous. Uh, I think Forbes said that his book is one of the top five uh, best reads of all time in relation to finance. Uh, His his books are used across the country in finance schools. Very, very valued opinion from a uh, very high-end economist. That said, uh, Jeremy Siegel's bias is very apparent. And I, I say bias because his belief in general, if you read his books, are in the long run, stocks are the best investment that one could possibly own, followed, I believe, second by real estate, and then it trickles all the way down to gold and cash. So he is very bullish on owning stocks over the long run, and he also very much ignores volatility. He says, you know, you just buy and hold, and it, it works out to, to be better in the long run. Now, you know, you've got to take what economists say a little bit with a grain of salt because they're the only people that can be wrong as much as the weatherman and still have a lot of credibility <laughs> uh, because you can look back throughout history and say, look, this is what I would have done. Um, so, you know, I don't disagree with uh, Jeremy and that, you know, stocks are much better valued today than they were a year ago. And I'm very bullish on stocks in the long run. But I think what's really facing or what's really in people's minds right now is what does the next one, two, three years look like if I'm staring down the barrel of the gun of retirement. You know, I I don't want to enter into retirement with half as much money as I had a year ago. And that short-term volatility, I think, is of greater concern. It's something that Jeremy kind of ignores. Yeah, it's interesting. We're speaking with Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management, located in Lewis Center, 614-917-1040. It is interesting. He's kind of like, you know, just hang in there. As you've said before, sometimes there's not time to hang in there. Uh, But in terms of his criticism of the Fed, uh, he says they overreacted and waited too long. 
Kind of reminds me of, you know, you're in the shower and the water goes ice cold. You adjust the hot water and you want it to be hot now, but it doesn't happen right now. So is the Fed been unrealistic in thinking that these, what what do we have now, five straight rate hikes of uh, 0.75 or four straight rate hikes of 0.75? We've never had, I don't think, three before. Uh, did they, is it pretty much accepted throughout the industry now that they did wait too long? I think the answer to that is yes. And I think if you look throughout history, uh, using your metaphor of the shower, you know, being cold, you, you turn it on really hot and it takes a second. Well, I think we've all been here too. You turn it up too hot and then it gets scalding hot yeah. and you turn it back down. And that, that's kind of what the Fed has historically done. It's, it, you know, it's a lagging indicator. So they wait until things get a little bit worse than, than they hope. It takes time for their changes to take effect. And then oftentimes they overshoot the runway and they got to, pull back again. Um, and I, I think that's what we're seeing. And, you know, I don't envy their position at all. You know, it's their job to try and cool off the economy and stimulate the economy to keep our currency and inflation at bay. Um, it's a difficult, difficult job, and it's part math, part science, right? And I think what we're going to see, uh, at least if all the analysts are right, is there's going to be more rate hikes, uh, which will probably be followed by overshooting the runway. And sometime next year, you'll probably or potentially we'll see a rate drop as a result of it. And hopefully they haven't damaged the economy too much by that point that it will, in fact, stimulate it back. But that is yet to be seen. But this is not new. It's very, very common. And it's happened throughout history many, many times. Aptus Wealth Management located in Lewis Center, just off Route 750, a little north of 23 and 270. Set up your free consultation by doing it online at aptuswealth.com. While you're there, you can also sign up for Josh's YouTube channel. Subscribe to it. You'll get notified every time he posts new content. He posts it in easy-to-understand links. You can pause it, rewind it, take notes on it. Aptus Wealth Management, aptuswealth.com. And you can also just directly search it on YouTube. Search Josh Pick Finance. You know, it's fine to talk about the Fed and volatility and inflation and all those kinds of things, but uh, the real problem is for each individual person, what do they do? So when people are asking you, and I'm sure they do, what do I do, Josh? Uh, what do you tell them? Yeah, I, I think, well, it depends on everybody's individual situation, of course, and your appetite for volatility and your willingness to tolerate these you know, really choppy waters. But at the end of the day, I think we talk too much about what has happened and not what we can do. And here's some things that you can do. Where are the opportunities? As interest rates continue to climb, that will have a negative impact, at least in the short run, on long-term bonds but it will actually improve the yields of short-term bonds. It'll improve the yields over time of things like CDs. It'll improve the yields over time of things like fixed annuities. So I think there will be an opportunity, particularly for the conservative side of your portfolio over the next, you know, current up to the next 12 months, where you'll be able to lock in some pretty attractive rates as you look at them historically. On the flip side, um, you know, not all stocks or not all sectors in the market are going to react the same from these types of downturns. So we know there's opportunity, but the question is, where is the opportunity? And that's really, you know, a longer form discussion. But uh, rest assured that throughout these times, most money and most wealth is made during choppy times, not during just every, everything runs up like a rocket ship times. I mean, those times are great, but they can't last forever. So there are opportunities, um, particularly I think it will be coming up in the tech sector. They're not here yet, but I think, you know, as we continue to see these tumultuous times, those will happen. We've heard some things about maybe there's going to be another tech bubble like there was back in the early 2000s. So, you know, how do you weather the storm? Follow interest rates, invest your money accordingly, be safe, and then wait for opportunities. 
and make sure that you stay invested. Don't run to cash. Your timing will be wrong. You have to stay invested in something. And I think there's some pretty good opportunities out there if you look in the right spots. Is it inevitable that what the Fed's doing is going to cause a recession? Is a recession, like as much as we talk about it being bad, is it somewhat healthy? Well, there's always going to be these ebbs and flows, these slinkly effects of, you know, the market kind of gets overstimulated and then it's going to back off a little bit. It, it starts running too hard. It's going to back off a little bit. And that's just natural progression of any economy. But the hope is always that in those cooling off times, it's not catastrophic. And either fortunately or unfortunately, we have a government and a system where the Fed can have a significant impact on that. And I can only hope that they do figure out a way to cool off the economy as much as it needs to be cooled for inflation, but not so much so that we actually get thrown into a full-blown recession, which we could argue that we're in rate one right now, but it certainly doesn't feel like it uh, across the board. So I think we have an opportunity of getting out of this thing without a tremendous amount of pain, but uh, the elections keep watching what the Fed does and keep watching the stock market. Josh Pick, Aptus Wealth Management, our guest. Check him out online, aptuswealth.com. You can set up a free consultation with Josh at 614-917-1040 and listen to he and I on Fridays and Saturdays on the Aptus Retirement Blueprint radio show. All right, we'll end with this. We've got the midterm elections tomorrow. The projections are that the Republicans will take the House. The Senate is uh, kind of a 50-50 flip right now. When the results come in, um, has there typically been a um, a good reaction to unified government, all one-party rule, or has it been better for investors usually to have the House with one party, the Senate with another party, or the House and Senate with one party and the presidency with a different party? Yeah, historically speaking, division is good, um, which is kind of sad if you think about it, that, that the least we can get done, uh, the better, um, which is also, you know, this is counterintuitive, but most uh, what we would consider to be useful legislation has actually been passed when, you know, the House and Senate and the presidency are all split, right? So having a Republican president followed by a Democratic uh, Senate has been best for the stock market over time, followed by Democrat, uh, Republican Senate, followed by Republican, Republican, Democrat, Democrat. So unfortunately, uh, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, you should almost be pulling for the Republicans to to take the seats because it would be better for the overall economy. Maybe not better for your psyche, but better for the overall economy. Josh Pick, Aptus Wealth Management. Every Monday we do Money Monday. Every weekend we do the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show. Get your free consultation, 614-917-1040 or aptuswealth.com. Josh, thanks for your time. Thanks, Bruce. So I would imagine they are lining up and having a party at the uh, Dayton airport right now because President Donald Trump will address the crowds tonight for J.D. Vance. Uh, That's a good thing. That's a good thing. 45th president coming in. I said before we got to the Josh Pick segment that I wholly endorse Trump's policies. The result of his presidency, phenomenal. He's a transformative figure. He alone had the courage and the foresight to appoint three justices who would uh, eradicate the uh, horribly, horribly determined Roe versus Wade decision. But he's got to stop knocking Republican candidates. There's a time to be confrontational toward other Republicans. It is when you are on the debate stage to differentiate, differentiate yourself from them as a candidate. That's fair game. Prior to a midterm election, in the midst of campaigning for J.D. Vance, not the time to do that. Trump has taken unnecessary shots at Vance and at Ron DeSantis. It is unbecoming, and it is unacceptable. 
So the former president will be tonight, Dayton International Airport uh, in Vandalia, 8 p.m. Easy to get to right off I-70. Take the exit past 75 if you're going from Columbus, because there is a Dayton Airport exit. Easy in, easy off. And uh, having spoke at a Trump rally, it is a tremendous event, and I think you will have a great time. You've heard me say before, you've heard many people say before, you've heard President Trump say before, he was the first to say it as powerfully, as eloquently, as boldly as he did, that we have a fake news media. The Columbus Dispatch over the weekend has endorsed <laughs> endorsed both Tim Ryan and Nan Whaley for office, which, uh, okay. If you share values with the Columbus Dispatch, where uh, they are constantly harping about the need for abortion, where they are always demonizing average, everyday people with long-standing American values, the idea of American exceptionalism, meritocracy, earning what you get, working hard for what you get, not having to give it to someone else because they're too lazy to work for it. If you subscribe to Columbus Dispatch values, then by all means, vote for Nan Whaley and vote for Tim Ryan. Because you and your few friends will be the only ones who are. Because I do not believe those are the opinions of the state of Ohio. And Democrats and the dispatch, but I repeat myself, are under the impression that their leftist Marxist opinions are shared by the majority of Ohioans. Here's the uh, lead paragraph on the Nan Whaley endorsement. Ultra conservatives in the Ohio General Assembly are driving the state so far right beyond the will of the people of the state that the state is becoming unrecognizable. Well, let's let's examine that, shall we? How do those people get in the state house? I think they're elected in an election by people who either vote for them or don't vote for them, but more vote for them or they wouldn't be in the state house. So if they're in the state house and the ones in power, the Bob Cups, the Matt Huffmans, you know, many, many others, the Gary Clicks, Jenna Powell's, on and on and on, they've been elected multiple times. Now, if they're not doing what the voters want them to do, wouldn't they get beat and not be in there anymore? If the Republicans were doing what the dispatch says they are doing, driving the state so far right beyond the will of the people that the state is becoming unrecognizable. If that were true, how do they keep getting elected? How does that happen? Oh, wait a minute. Could it be that they're elected repeatedly and become people with positions of influence in state government because they are doing what the people want, and it's the dispatch who doesn't like the direction of the state of Ohio? I think I might be on to something there. Now, it's not a surprise that the woke media would endorse idiotic, stupid, lunatic candidates like Nan Whaley and Tim Ryan, because in Florida, I told you Ron DeSantis is going to carry Miami-Dade County. It's the first time that's happened in decades. Miami Herald's located in Dade County. Who do you think the Herald endorsed for governor? Ron DeSantis, who's up 12 points on Charlie Crist? The sometimes Republican, sometimes Democrat, sometimes Republican, sometimes Democrat. The Charlie Crist, who the other day got on a plane in Orlando wearing a mask. (laughs) The Charlie Crist, who was photographed working out alone in a hotel gym wearing a mask. You bet. That's who the Miami Herald endorsed for governor of the state of Florida. Charlie Crist. Here's what they say about Ron DeSantis. Governor Ron DeSantis, Florida, is a place of meanness. It's a place where dissent is muzzled, where personal rights triumph over the greater good. 
Gosh, you hate those candidates who won't compromise an individual's freedom just because a bunch of wokesters want you to get a vaccine and wear a mask. Where winning is more important than unity. Well, kind of, yeah. Freedom, liberty are more important than you imposing your will on us, Miami Herald. That's not the Florida we had four years ago. Yeah, is Florida better off nationally now? Is Florida better off now? Let me just say, let's compare, shall we? Florida, California, New York. Florida, under Ron DeSantis, is getting people to move to Florida from California and New York. California and New York losing population. Florida gaining population. Are companies relocating to California and New York? Or are companies like Tesla, like the Daily Wire, are they leaving California and New York, relocating in Texas and Florida? By what measure is the Miami Herald measuring Ron DeSantis' success? Has he been good for the state of Florida or bad for the state of Florida? By any objective measure, he's been great for the state of Florida, and that's why he's a superstar, and that's why a lot of people want him to run for president, and I'm one of those people. Now, this should not be a surprise to you. I happened upon a story from Axios. There are some good people who work at Axios. I think Jonathan Swan's a fair broker. I think Josh Crashauer is a fair broker. But by and large, Axios is pretty left-wing. And Axios does a hit piece on Moms for Liberty. Man, oh man. America is doomed if Moms for Liberty get their say, according to Axios. Uh, They say that, uh, let me just read this to you. See if you notice any politically charged language. (laughs) They talk about a woman, Cody Womp, campaigning for district attorney in Hamilton County, Tennessee. When Cody Womp met with a group of parents calling themselves Moms for Liberty, the group wanted to enlist her help in its goal of banning books. Was that their goal? Or was their goal to be that books should be age-appropriate for their kids? Uh, Cody Womp, the district attorney, said, I think there's going to come a time where some of these books cross a criminal line. It's called contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Cody Womp was promoted to assistant district attorney, which Axios says allows her to begin, see if there's any alarmist language here, allows her to begin to establish a frightening new alliance between far-right sheriff's offices and a radical right-wing parents group seeking to upend America's educational system. Oh, Moms for Liberty. Woo! Heaven forbid Moms for Liberty gets traction. Uh, Moms for Liberty's slogan is Parents' Rights! Oh my goodness! Parents' Rights! (laughs) Their latest theme was Joyful Warriors. We can't have joy. We can't have any joy out there. We can't have warriors committed to liberty. We're committed to liberty. Hopefully tomorrow we show them.